Welcome to the Hypnotic Comic Live Show. Finding that entertainment without meaning isn't cutting it anymore? Do you want to feel deeply connected yet lifted up into the heights of laughter? You found that place where comedy meets the full expansion of life's possibilities. Now, for your hypnotically comical host, Jenna Grayson. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wow. Wowzers. I feel famous. I am uh, Jenna Grayson. Jenna Grayson. You're on the Hypnotic Comic Live show. We are live. And in even if we're not really in person, we are still live. So welcome to the show. I hope that that intro uh, reminded you of the circus that you used to go to when you were a child. And the elephant dancing on the ball. Because that's what it reminds me of. <laughs> At least it's not the, circle of, the circus of your life. <laughs> it could be the circus of your life. I think that intro is, is all about the circus of our life. I mean, that's really the purpose of the show in a lot of ways is to be like, all right, life is a little bit of a circus. Welcome, humans. <laughs> Here we are on planet Earth. It's fun. It's weird. We don't know what's going to come next. We're not quite sure how to navigate this whole situation, but nevertheless, we're going to have a good time. So we're here to laugh and appreciate life and go into the depths of our life experience and then come back with so much joy for digging deep. It's like being the buoy in the ocean and just going like, I'm going to push this mother effort down deep and then pop back up and be like, hello, world. Here we are. Hello. <laughs> Hello, baby cake. So I am uh, here today. Before I introduce my gorgeous, really extraordinary, very special guest today, I'm going to introduce myself real quick here. And I am Jenna Grayson. I am uh, a comic and um, regularly performing now at the Comedy Store in Hollywood. Um, I don't have my next show date. I had to call in sick my last one. I had the flu. It was my first call in sick ever. But nevertheless, the show must go on, and it did. And uh, so um, in the meantime, I am also a hypnotherapist, which is where the hypnotic part comes in. Um, so I'm helping people to overcome fears and anxieties and phobias and live a really fulfilling and joyful life. So... That now brings me to my gorgeous, really exceptional guest. Her name is Honeybee Henderson, and indeed she is a honeybee. <clears throat> You're about to find out. Um, honeybee Henderson is a really super rad uh, woman living on the earth plane, even though she is more of a infinite fairy of light and love dust. This woman has been devoted to the Divine Mother and is a spiritual guide and a personal journey guide. Um, Been doing this kind of work for about 15 years. She helps people to come back to know who they truly are on the deepest level. Um, Essentially that place of self-realization with a capital S, that big self, that true self. Um, 
She helps people to be in, in alignment. You could call her an alignment specialist. And uh, she's here to remind us how loved we are and how oh. to do some of this inner work and go into those places that are painful and scary and overwhelming and we'd just rather medicate and avoid and watch TV and pretend like none of it's happening. Um, <laughs> and she travels the world sharing her beauty and light and gifts. And I'm so honored to have you on the show today, Miss Honeybee Henderson. Oh, the crowd goes wild. Did you hear that? The crowd went wild. I did. <laughs> really loud. Yeah. <laughs> Thank, Thank you for, for being nice here. Intro. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure. Thank My you. Pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. So, where are you today in the world? You're. I know you are a great world traveler, and uh, <laughs> you're not in your hometown of. Los Angeles, Venice Beach, California. Where are you now? Today I woke up in the arms of Mama Maui, which is so nice. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. I've been here for about a month and, and really uh, grateful for the Gorgeous. healing and the sweetness of this island. Yeah. What brought, what brought you to Maui? Um. <laughs> From an esoteric place, my soul needed to rest with all the traveling and the work that I've been doing um, all over the world. Uh, this feels like a place that my soul can really rest and to receive. On a practical level, my girlfriend called me and said, hey, let's write a book together. Come to Maui. I said, yes, I'm in. <laughs> nice. Seriously. Wow. What are you guys writing a book about? Well, um, I am writing a book about um, my path to mother and my connection with Divine Mother and uh-huh. some of the really wild and zany tales and that have gotten me to this place of connection and deep knowing that she lives inside. But it's really fun to see how she creates and how she manifests on the outside. We're uh-huh. also working on another book about um, the middle age portal and what happens to us as we age and we grow and the wisdom that we've learned along the way. So, okay, great. Really fun. Yeah. Those sound really exceptional and special and really helpful um, for all of us. And I would love to learn a little bit more. Um, You have such a deep connection and knowing, and um, uh, I want to kind of touch into some more about that deep place of knowing, like when you bring up the path to mother you know, I think for a lot of people and maybe a lot of listeners, they might say, you mean like to my mom, you know, mm-hmm. like, but, but like, is this about um, like how to forgive my mom? Is this about my relationship with the concept of a mom? You know, so if you could explain mm-hmm. a little bit more with greater depth, because, um, yeah, so we can really understand what that concept of mother means, path to mother. Mm-hmm. So this This is about, you know, for me, everything comes from mother, the universe. We're going to go real out there. So just um, let's go out there. Yeah. So for me, (laughs) mother births the universe. And my entire life, I have been searching for the source of creation. And when I tap into that channel that brings everything into being, I can connect my my soul to that energy 
and then I can do her work, which is the work of love, the work of compassion, the work of forgiveness, the work of um, inclusivity, uh, the, uh, the work of unconditional loving. This also for me has been a big journey with my own human mother because I spent a lot of time uh, growing up really against her because we had a lot of internal conflict uh, as I was the teenage rebel and she was the worried mom. And over time, we have both really done a lot of our own inner work to forgive each other for the judgments that we've had on each other and to... Um, we've ac- we've actually had a separation or a divorce in our mother-daughter relationship, and now I can see each other more as friends, more as allies. Which what do you mean by huge... divorce? What is that? You yeah, mean? yeah, it's a good question because it's um, a few years ago. I sat with my mom on the beach in California, and we just aired our grievances with each other. She shared with me how often she feels judged by the way that she lives and the way that she mothered and parented me. And I shared with her all these events in my life that I didn't feel safe enough to share with her. Mm-hmm. So events... Well, hi, everybody. Sorry about that. That was my computer. I had... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. talking. You know, trauma, traumas in my life that um, at the time I was too afraid to talk to her about because I didn't want to feel her worry or her judgment. And uh, we just spent one afternoon just sharing everything with each other. And the end result was that I didn't want to be her daughter anymore because as her daughter, I was constantly a 15-year-old rebel. As her daughter... I was constantly living under her umbrella of worry and fear for my life. And I couldn't shake it off. And I knew, I know my mother is an amazing friend. She's she's compassionate. She's forgiving. She's generous. She's open. She is divine mother. But as a mother, she gets clouded in her worry that her child will grow up to be this quote-unquote perfect little being. And I was always rebelling against that. So we, we had this talk and ended up making an agreement that we were going to see each other as, as allies and as friends. And ever since that moment, we have, um, it's been a complete shift and transformation in the way that we share and support each other and love one another because she's not trying to force me to be something that she wants me to be. She has, in fact, uh, surrendered surrendered her worry to that of who creates everything, the Divine Mother. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It absolutely does make sense. Oh, it cool. does make sense. That's so beautiful. And it just, it also brings back this awareness that, you know, that your life's work and so much of what your life's work is about is finding your way back to the Divine Mother. And it yeah. sounds like um, there is a journey for you in overcoming like the human mother concept and relationship in order to find the true essence of that in your life. Yes, in my life and for myself as mother, which is a mother who has no children, but still knowing myself to be mother because I can 
um, share all of these qualities, love, compassion, forgiveness, creativity, sensuality, tenderness, I can share this with many. And um, just because my focus isn't on one being or two beings that I brought through my body, I still can, can choose to be mother in this lifetime. That's right. Which was a big, uh, a big hurdle for me to overcome. You know, when I turned 40, I just really had this deep experience. And mother, who is my constant ally and guide, um, came to tell me that I could be the mother to thousands. And it didn't, it didn't have to be a certain way that I had bought into for so many decades of my life that I was only mother if I um, had a child, that I could actually experience what I desired from knowing mother, which was unconditional love, by sharing my mothering with many. So that has been such an amazing part of this journey. That's really gorgeous. That's really gorgeous. I really relate to that and get that, you know, both from you and knowing you and who you are and what your work is and who you just be, you know, who you honey be all the time. You are, you are <laughs> that, you know, you are that mother. And, and um, I do also really relate to that. Oh, my dogs are barking. This is awesome. I love when my dogs bark at just the right time because I think of it as like applause. So, um, <laughs> I do really relate Preacher to teachers. it. Teachers, they're like they're <laughs> like you. You you are my mommy. Um, yeah. So you know, my my greatest teacher in my life is. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to pick one, but you know, at this point in my life, my greatest guide and teacher has been Ama, and she's um, you know to me the manifestation of the, the divine mother for all people in all circumstances. Mm-hmm in every new moment. Um, and uh, I really have been connecting with her for such a long time. And she also says that same thing that you're saying, which mm-hmm. is that we all, in, a, in essence, you know, should be, get to be, can be mothers for each other, whether you're male or female, whether you're mm-hmm. a woman or a man, whether you identify as female or, or recognize yourself as male, that to bring those qualities that you're talking about, honeybee, of love and compassion mm-hmm. and forgiveness, inclusivity, kindness. That this mm-hmm. is so much of what the world needs, you know? And I think, like, yeah. about Dalai Lama saying that the Western woman is going to be the one to save humanity, to save um, our species. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's because we need those qualities. We, we are needing those qualities. And because of people like you, honeybee, um, who don't have children to focus your life moment by moment, day to day, 24 hours, 24-7, you know, your life mm-hmm. to focus on taking care of your children. Not that that's, you know, wrong in any way. That's absolutely no, right and important. Quite a, quite a devotion, sure. That's right. That's right. And in the opportunity of becoming the mother for the planet, that's mm-hmm. that's what's saving us. That's what we need, and we need to become it, and we need to share it with each other and give each other full permission. You know, I think mm-hmm. especially for men, and and also really mm-hmm. for women, because I think you know, like since probably since the sixties, it seems to me that a lot of women in like this um, 
I don't know, maybe I'm making that up about the 60s, but, <laughs> but like, you know, for a while anyway, for a couple of generations, you know, women, we've been really fighting for our rights you know, fighting for liberation, yeah. which has been such an important part of our journey. And at yeah, the same time, we've, we've come to really value so many of the male or, you know, masculine qualities of being human. And now it's time to mm-hmm. swing back and say, I'm empowered, I am liberated, I create my own reality, yeah. and let's bring back these Divine Mother qualities through women and men. Because we need it. We need it. The, the, we need it. Right? Yeah, we need it. And what I really yeah. love is like mother is has so many faces, infinite faces. She shows up yes. as, you know, fierce sometimes. And she mm. shows up as standing up for us sometimes. And she shows up as a soft place to land when needed. It's the face right. that is needed in the moment is how she shows up. She is everything. So, and like... Wow you said and I really I agree with is that it this is this is where we all come from men and women so what I'm watching right now which is a little bit um, I'm just watching the pendulum swing and I'm excited for us to get back into center balance with each other balance within ourselves inside the masculine feminine dance inside right. ourselves so that we can in emanate that is that the word emanate yes outside it is is like there's a lot of finger pointing going on right now these days and a lot of bashing of of one sex or the other and this is all causing separate separation and when we look at i mean for me again divine mother is everything and our greatest feature of divine mother is the earth Mother Earth, you know, we were talking about earlier, but she's the one who, she lets everyone live here. She doesn't Mm. have any discrimination based on color or religion or fake lines meant as borders or flags. She allows it all and loves it all equally because we're all here. Mm -hmm. And so when I forget the power of Mother, I can just go back to Mother, the Earth. And Mm -hmm. I learn from her and I learn from her from her, <laughs> I'm laughing because it sounds super hippie, but I don't mind. Just learn from her children, which are the plants and the animals and those those who live in this symbiotic way together. Mm-hmm. That's right. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know, I think about that and um, how how the Earth is always finding her own balancing. You know. Mm-hmm. And it is sometimes fierce, you know, I think coming back to that idea, you were saying that the mother has many faces, you know, and sometimes it's fierce. And do you see that as like part of Mother Earth as well, that her fierceness, like she allows us all here, but at the same time, like I want to kind of say something to challenge that, which is like, but then again, we have natural disasters. And I, I believe that that's like part of, her saying, I need to find my way back. I need to, like, shake shake it up yeah. and say, like, you can't be hurting me this much. You know, like a dog biting a flea or shaking or something that's like, I, you're hurting me. Yeah. You well, I, don't know, I don't know if... I know that there's a cleansing that happens 
And I come from the I come from the mindset um, that our souls really know what they're doing, and when we choose to exit, we choose when to come in and we choose when to leave. And whether it looks from the observer's eyes like tragedy, it's actually the soul's choice to take the exit when it chooses, when it's predetermined. This okay. is my belief, and there's no proving that right or wrong. It's just a belief that I have resonated with. That um, So if there is a natural disaster that takes out thousands of people, that all of those people were kind of in cahoots with that. This is my time to go. I'm going to be in that place during that time. And right. it's Mother Earth's natural cleansing process. We all need to cleanse. We need to cleanse our body all the time to stay uh, vibrant and alive and awake, and she does too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I don't know 100%, but that's just what I resonate with. <laughs> I know. No, I get it. And I, I, I prefer to believe that too. I've heard that concept from um, the teachings of Abraham, Abraham Hicks. I, I really love the teachings mm-hmm. of Abraham, and that's what that's what they say. You know, that's what's yeah. said by Abraham and. Um, that there is that agreement. It's like a vibrational agreement, even if it's not conscious. You know, it's not like mm-hmm. they're going to say tomorrow. I'm just going to merge back with the infinite and oh, release my body. So it's not a conscious <laughs> choice. But at that soul level, like you're saying, the soul knows what it's doing. Yeah, the soul the always soul knows, knows what it's doing. Yeah, always knows what it's doing. So that that brings me to a question that I have for you about the work that you're doing with hmm. individuals, like the the um, the facilitation that you're doing with hmm. individuals to help people to realize who they truly are. And I feel like you know, in that concept, what you're saying is you help people to know what their soul knows. Is that hmm. kind of a good that's way to say great. that? Does that sound true? Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> That's good. Isn't, All right. that, isn't that, you know, I feel like this is our life's journey and um, is to come back to our soul and to come into alignment to bring the pieces of our human back into alignment with our soul. And that yeah. takes, uh, it takes a willingness, which is comes from the conscious self. The willingness is given to us by, by the divine. Yeah, I'm in Hawaii right now, and one of the one of the ways that I have learned about essentially how to come into alignment and how to work with energy is through the ancient teachings of Huna. And um, Huna is the Hawaiian word for secret. And um, we learn how to come into alignment um, with this secret, which is the the knowledge of our soul. And um, Mm-hmm. The, the the conscious, we have three selves, essentially, and lots of different traditions believe the same, just with different vernacular around it. But the unconscious self, which is responsible for holding and storing memory, it's responsible uh, for saying yes to everything, um, it's responsible for timeline, con- um, sequential events, to, uh, putting a timeline together, and then we have our conscious self, the one who is the human, the ego, the identity, the, um, as Guru Singh, one of my teachers says, the, the id entity, the ego entity, so the ego, who is responsible and given divine choice. And then we have our higher self, 
And our job at coming to this earth plane is to bring these three cells into align, into alignment so that we can open up for the energy of our spirit to move through us. And we learn by uh, trauma oftentimes. We learn by... um, we learn by being triggered. We learn how to navigate constantly back to center by being pulled off center. So when we look at, when we look at, um, I want to go back. So my work is to help people to, uh, part of my work anyway, is to help people to resolve their past traumas and triggers and really heal them and then come back into center so that we can be in alignment with our soul and what our soul is really asking of us in this lifetime because we all have a very significant role on this um, collective awakening, every one of us. Yeah. Gorgeous. So it sounds like what you're saying there is that the, the traumas that we have, that we all have, I'm going to say, the traumas that we yeah. all have are sort of like this doorway into our soul's journey, into the lessons yeah. of our souls. Yeah? Medical translation, yeah. Yeah, I just heard that in what you were saying. And then when you use the word triggers, what that brings up for me is like the triggers, do the triggers come from the trauma? It's like the unresolved pain. Like I had this horrible experience when I was a child and now anytime I... Whatever. Now, you yeah. know, I was attacked by a dog, and anytime I see a dog, which is not true for me personally, maybe I should be more, more <laughs> <laughs> like I got dogs barking in the house. Be okay, authentic. Let me be, more, let me be more authentic. Okay, hold on. Okay, so my my life trauma, I, th- I think like one of the biggest traumas of my life is just my parents getting divorced and them fighting throughout my childhood about in about everything, and... So, you know, when I went to get married, it was a huge trigger place for me that's um, like, oh, my God, am I going to have to go through that again? And I can't. I was like, I absolutely cannot go through that again where I'm going to get married and we're going to love each other for a period of time and say, I want to spend my life with you for a period of time. And then in the end, say, um, you're the source of all of my problems and I just want to fight with you and you're wrong all the time Mm -hmm. and you're hurting me Um, Mm -hmm. and have children. And I haven't had children either. And I think a lot of it has come from that. Like I can't, I can't live through that again. Mm. I mean, maybe I could, but that's at this point, it's, it's still a trigger and I feel like I'm working on it. So, you know, to bring this back to the work that you're doing, is that the kind of thing that you're, what is a trigger? Is that what a trigger is? Is like the place where the pain still exists? Yeah. Exactly. The the thing I want to go back and just reflect uh, my, my witnessing of you and your experience and now hearing this trauma is that I got to be really close up with you during the, um, the separation of the marriage that you created and Mm -hmm. I got to witness how much love you both still continue to share with each other. This beautiful Mm -hmm. being who you chose to be in union with for a certain period of time. And so the work that really speaks volumes to the work that you both have done on yourself and these triggers, because 
the love never died. It never created a chasm. The love just changed form. And this Mm. is the kind of work that I want to support people in. And I want to just acknowledge you because I know that, wow, even just a few minutes ago, you were telling me how you just spent time together and there's so much sweetness. And that, for me, it's coming from a very healed place. Mm-hmm. You both have done work to heal those traumas. And, you know, this idea that things last forever is an old antiquated um, antiquated idea. Ideal. That is now, yeah. Yeah, and it's now changing. You know, it's like we are growing and evolving constantly, and our triggers come in. Usually the psychologists have determined, and who knows if they're right, but... They say that we we receive all of the trauma that we will ever have in our life before age seven. And then after <laughs> age seven, everything we experience is a repeat of that trauma because that's oh, what God. we now understand to be oh, true. God. <laughs> that like, makes my insides like fold. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> well, what's cool for me, what's cool about that is that I want to go back into the earliest memory into the earliest um, account of my trigger, into the earliest account of my trauma, because if I can go back to that core place and really do the inner work to bring, to bring up all of my feelings, to shift that with compassion, with love, with like just airing it all, then mm-hmm. I can come back into alignment. Then I no longer have to relive that trauma. Mm-hmm. And what I'm Got seeing it. right now, just to be real real with you because I I'm I'm watching this pendulum swing right now in society where there's a lot of pointing fingers and a lot of people are screaming trying to stand up for quote unquote women's equality or women's rights or women's this or that and and it's coming across from a very unhealed place and nothing can change right. from an unhealed place so I'm keep yeah. encouraging people to go back and do their inner work and go back to those early triggers and those early moments of trauma and come into a place of neutrality. So then we can move forward in creating the change. Then you just emanate change. You don't right. have to force it on anyone. You just are it. That's right. That's right. So when you say neutrality, I'm just like wanting to really... Yeah. Clarify and define anything that might, yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, we're going to save the world here, girl. <laughs> we're going to do what we're doing it right now. I'm sure of it. I'm sure it's happening right now. <laughs> so by neutrality, let's pick this apart while we're saving the world. Let's pick it apart. May as well. Um, <laughs> what do you say? Say that again? May as well. May as well. May as well pick it apart. So the idea of neutrality, again, like I'm wanting to get really clear of it and make sure that I'm understanding clearly and everybody who's listening is understanding clearly. It sounds to me like the idea of neutrality is like it's no longer a hot button. It's no longer when you when you bring up this concept, when you confront me with this topic, when we talk about it, that I'm no Mm -hmm. longer going this is terrible, this is wrong, this hurts me, I'm afraid. Like, it doesn't bring up this, like, fire inside that's like, I'm going to I'm gonna yeah. fight right now. Yeah. So in my experience with this, 
is sometimes, well, we always stay open for miraculous healing, 100%. We always are open to that because that's all there really is, is miracles again and again. And the human part of us oftentimes moves quite slow. So because we have, um, there's an addiction to seeing through a particular lens. And so what happens, what I see and what I've experienced in my life you know, I have had sexual trauma when I was three years old. And inside that mm. traumatic experience, I made up a story that men were not reliable resources for my big emotions because my mm. father at the time couldn't hold me as a three-year-old child who had been sexually abused um, by, a, by a 13-year-old babysitter. My father probably had a lot of guilt around that. Like he put this young boy into my, into our home that assaulted me. But when I came to my father, he wasn't able to register all of these emotions. He's this super sweet, sensitive being, and it was just too much for him. So Mm -hmm. over time, I continued to bring in men into my life who couldn't hold my big emotions. And girl, I'm a Leo. I got big emotions. I got a lot (laughs) to say. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So... Even most recently, the last um, man I connected with was also not available to hold my big emotions. And But instead of just blaming him like I would in the past, running away or what have you, I acknowledged it as still something present inside of me that I'm working with, and okay. I'm the one to hold my own big emotions. And then oh, it becomes gosh. really um, insignificant if my partner can hold for me. Mm-hmm. But it takes oh time. It takes like we we go at these little by little. The trigger comes in, and we feel like a oh. And every time for me, I feel like a oh. I'm like, okay, I got work to do. Mm-hmm. I I have to go inside and look at this and dive into what it is that um, what's this trauma? And most of the time, there's a part of me inside that's just screaming to be seen. And not by anyone on the outside, but it's really from me, to me, with me, for me. And that, to me, is mother. That's that voice Mm. that comes in that's like, oh, sweetheart, Mm -hmm. it's okay. I know you want to be seen. I know you want to be loved. And I'm here. And I love you. And I see you. And I'm with you. And that Mm. kind of love and acceptance really is the power that shifts and transforms things. Oh, such a relief just hearing you say that I'm like my, my <laughs> cells are like oh thank god <laughs> I'm serious though really like my spirit like it's like I'm saying my cells but it's kind of like like my, my spirit is like can we just yeah. fucking rest now yes yeah you can yeah. like you're speaking for me you know I think that's what it is really is like you're speaking for all of us and it's, you're speaking for our nature for the truth of our soul you know, I think yeah. like what we we're talking That's about before it. is like, how do you know your soul? It's like, you just listen. You just yeah. pay attention. You let it be seen. <laughs> you let it be heard. You hold that space of the mother to be like, I hear you. I see you. Mm-hmm. I got you. Like, oh, I can Isn't it all we really want? Oh, God. Oh, my God. So much. So much. Yesterday, I read this um, about this African tribe that... Uh, <sighs> When one person does something bad in the society, whatever it is, mm-hmm. crime or hurting another, what they do in this tribe to this day 
is they pull that person into the middle of their center and they surround this person for two days, reminding that person of all the good things that they have done. Oh. For two solid days, oh they bring the person who has done something bad, what we see as bad, they bring them together and they lift them up. And that oh for me is like, that's the world I want to live in. I'm, I'm oh my God. in this. Like, you've really? done something wrong and you've hurt me. I'm like, remember how amazing you are? Remember? Remember how many oh. cool things you did? And when you shared here, when you did this for that person and no one knew and we saw you and oh. we love you. And but oh that's God. like the inner working. That's yeah. what will change this planet. My goodness. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. It's so Go back opposite. to the indigenous, right? Yeah, that's so gorgeous. Just makes me want to cry. I just feel that like emotion of my, you know, inner child wanting to be like, I know I screw up sometimes, you guys, but can you just like see the bigger picture here? Because I'm good yeah. most of the time. Yeah. And do you, can you still love me? Will you still love me yeah. even when I screw up? And I'll tell you, you know, in our very advanced modern world and all of our like consciousness work and care and love and development, that like, you know, I. I do, of course, still screw up, and my experience <laughs> has been rejection, you know, even mm. in, you know, at this point of all of this awareness and stuff, is like I'm still experiencing that, um, yeah. which is effed up, you know, it's like, well, it's, seriously, people? Well, it's the, what I would say is the rejection is a self-rejection, because oh, what happens good, for me good. is um, I... The face of mother is many, and sometimes I'm a bitch. <clears throat> Can I say that? Sometimes yeah. I'm not very nice. <laughs> I get to the um, order a couple times already, so you can have the B. Goodness. Okay, cool. Some, and I actually really appreciate and love those parts of me when I'm acting funny like that. I'm like, wow, that's cool. I'm so bitchy right now, and I'm like, wow, great. I love that part. Or if I'm angry, sometimes I'm like, wow. And from it's important for us to learn to have this relationship with the one who loves. That's who I call mother. The one inside of mm. each of us who's this, who's this beautiful observer. Of, and there's no judgment. So if I act like a wild fool, man, I love that one. Mm. I love that part of me. If I act like mm. a wild sage, I crack up because I just think it's so damn funny. But I'm constantly in awe with this human that's chosen to come into form. I'm constantly in love with, with the ways that I um, move throughout the, the world. And sometimes we are bitchy and sometimes we're amazing. And it's all held in love, all of it. Mm, yeah, yeah. I appreciate that so much. I feel like we really need that, you know. There's, because we're, we're not all the mother all the time we're not all compassionate and loving and kind as much as like we would like to be or want to present that way you know i i i think i go into that bitchy place like at least once a month you know when my my hormones start raging and i'm like Let's get real here, people. Come on. It's 9.45 in the morning here. I've already been a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes, this is so good. Oh my god, what a relief! I try to get my bitchiness out before ten. Personally, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so it just kind of sets the stage for the day. So you're like, "F it." I'm yeah. like, but you know I'm what? Given, 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 I it, given it to go because I feel that part of my my work is mm-hmm. to teach to share, not really to teach, I'm not a teacher, but to share with people that um, we are, we are divine all the time. We are that mother, if that's what you want to call it, all the time. And it takes practice remembering it. And that practice mm-hmm. is, is in the singing, you know, where I'm here on Maui with my friend and she's telling me, oh, and she's maybe one of the most magical human beings I know. And mm. she revealed on our last full moon um, ceremony, we did a big ritual in this gorgeous heyal, and she revealed that she doesn't always see the magic. And and she said, you know, um, our guru is uh, Neem Karoli Baba, not not hers, but she's in the periphery of this group. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you guys are so lucky, your guru, he bops you on the head with all these magic. I just work for the Divine Mother, and she's never showing me anything. And now it's become my job to show her every time mother is bopping her on the head with these signs. And so the other day we're laying in the clouds. I mean, we're laying down the ground and we're looking at the clouds and she looks at me and she goes, doesn't that cloud kind of look like Kuan Yin? And, you know, the, the goddess of uh, the Buddha of compassion, Kuan Yin, mm-hmm. is the feminine version of compassion. And mm-hmm. I looked up in the clouds and I was like, Holy mackerel, that is Kuan Yin. And like, oh yeah, girl, she's not bopping you on the head at all. Is she? She's just showing you herself in a cloud. You know, mm. it's like we forget to see that she's with us all the time because we're so conditioned to not see it. But in the truth of the the reality is, is that whatever it is that you connect with, source or higher self, or maybe it's just being a kind human, the signs are infinite. And my my work is partly really helping people to see that Divine Mother is always with us. Mm. Always. Thank you. Yay. Thank you so much for that. I, I really feel that and I want to, like, learn that. You know, I know you're saying you're not a teacher, but I'm going to just say I really want to learn that. You know, it's like, I think, you know, what we're trained in the Western, modern Western world is that, like, you know, the possibility at least of like God is always with you or the omnipresence of the, um, what's the, what's the word that means like omni-consciousness, the, the omniscient, 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 I'm not that smart. Come on, you are. (laughs) All right. So the omniscience and the omnipresence of God, but like so much of our training is that it's masculine. Uh, right, he. Right, right. It's like always he, he. You know, we 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 talk about God as a he, and masculine qualities are wonderful in so many yeah. ways. But there's that um, divine mother presence that we're all really longing for and wondering, you know, seeking and searching for. Even again, like if we're not conscious of it, it's like, where's my mama? You know, where's that yeah, mama exactly. energy? When can I just be seen and held and? in the silence without yeah. needing to do, without needing to yeah. perform, oh, without needing to but achieve. What? Yeah. And it's important. You know, the masculine is very important. It's the container. 
mm-hmm. for this, you know, the way that we see it from the Hindu perspective is that the masculine is the foundation and then the Shakti dances. They see it as Kundalini energy that moves mm-hmm. through the body, this creative life force that wants to dance us. And um, mm-hmm. we still need the container to, to carry it. And then for me, beyond the beyond, the beyond the container still is mother. But that's just my own personification or my own identification. Because when you really get to source, it doesn't have a, it, it just is everything. It is everything. Mm-hmm. And 2,000 years ago, or however many years ago, we needed to learn from the lens of the masculine. And we needed to learn how to do. And now the shift. Mm-hmm. is how to be. And even, I want to share this because it's this is kind of what got me fired up this morning was um, I read a post on Facebook from a really cool brother who's doing great work on the planet and um, he takes groups to Peru and to all over the world, Nepal, and building schools and all this really cool stuff. Wow. All for, you know... And he said, well, as an entrepreneur, I find that I'm, I'm tired when I want to promote things. I, wanted, I love leading groups, but I hate promoting them. And, and I, I want to do That's this, fun. and I, I don't like that. And, it was, and I said, man, I really just sat back, and I, I used to really think of myself as an entrepreneur also. But now I just see my work as a devotion to the mother. And oh I God. know that there's a greater force that's, I'm, I'm leading a trip, we talked about it a lot, I'm leading a trip uh, to India coming up in mm-hmm. December, and mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, appropriately t- entitled A Path to Mother, A mm-hmm. Path to Mother. And in this work, I'm so surrendered to the energy that's moving through me that I've prayed and I just ask that Mother align the souls that are ready to come on this journey to find me. Okay. That's it. And I don't have to do too much more. I'm not such a doer. I'm a little bit lazy. I'm a little mm-hmm. bit rock and roll. <laughs> you know, I'm a little bit all these things. <laughs> and I'm fully devoted to Mother. And I know that she's going to bring the people that are wanting to join. I don't have a doubt in my mind. So it makes the doing more of a, of a devotional piece of my life instead of being like, Dang. I have to... I have to share this, mark this flyer with all these people, and I need to get these many people to... She knows. She knows how Mm. much money I need. She knows how many people need to come. She knows the whole whole situation. So with that, I can really relax and be free. Oh, my God. I mean, I hear what you're saying, and at the same time, there's a part of me that's like, Mm -hmm. but does it really work? Are you kidding? Like practice? Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? You know? Yeah, I mean, again, it's, it's like so... something I would love to learn, but at the same time, I'm like, this is bullshit. Girl. Is this? Is, okay. it, is it really okay. work? Let's reflect something. Right now, you're doing a radio, an international radio show. Hey, you're sh- hey, girl. You're sharing your humor, which is divine. You're sharing your wisdom. You're sharing tools that work for you. I mean, this is, I'm imagining this is not something that you actually sought after. It's true. It came to you. It came. It came to me. 
because of the work that you've done, because of the people that you've met, because someone had a an insight that, hey, Jenna's voice needs, thank God, someone had this insight. Jenna's voice needs to be heard. Mm-hmm. Like, this is not something that we can, quote, unquote, do. The doing comes in the yes. Yeah. The doing comes in practicing the devotion. The doing comes in practicing this level of trust that's, that's imperative. Yeah. And we start small, you know, you don't just, again, with the Hawaiians, oh, it's, they don't call it the unconscious self. They call it, yeah, the unconscious, they call the conscious, they call it the basic self, the middle part. The mm. basic self needs to be held. We still need to have a home over our head. We need to have food on the table. We need the basics to be covered. Mm-hmm. And then we can start playing with creation and playing with these things. And the first mm-hmm. time I did it, I was like, yo, I'm tired of doing, and I need you to get on board, Mama. If you're really driving Ugh. that ship, then yes. you need to show up. And sure mm. enough, she gave me, bing. I was leading a group at the time, a New Year's, um, a New You or some title that I made up, some, you know, diving deep into the soul, some really beautiful thing. And I was like, I see 11 people. And then I was like, okay. If there's really 11 people, then I'll do my part, which was to promote a little bit here and there, to talk to people. And sure enough, 11 people came in and we sat in circle together. And I just, I really realized in that moment that I'm not doing this life by myself. Man, I get Mm -hmm. to relax a little bit. There's Mm -hmm. something greater that's taking me on this journey and chill out a bit. Yeah. And I really see that in your life. I mean, I know that to be the truth of your life, you know, like from the outside, I'm like, how does, you know, how do you do it? And I know you're explaining it right now. So I'm really grateful for that. And I kind of want to just say like, you know, as an affirmation and a reflection of that, I know that to be the truth of your life, because it's like, you know, you have a home in LA and like just that alone for most people, it causes a great level of scrambling, you know, to just make um, the money that's necessary in order to sustain, you know, paying rent or paying for mortgage. It's just, it's a lot for, you know, people, unless you're, you know, in the entertainment industry, but still, even the people in the entertainment industry, you know, they're scrambling. Aren't we all in the entertainment industry? Creating our telenovelas. In L.A., we are, we are, we're like, I'm like, what a, what a good telenovela. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, yeah. the thing is, what, what, I, what I really am clear about, and I know this to be true for all of us, is that mm. um, there's this there's energy that wants to move each of us. And we mm. then come with our human resistance. It's, it's quite normal. And at some point, we get tired. And at some point, our human resistance will create something to get us to really surrender and to wake up. Oftentimes, we're a little bit slow. Like I said, humans are um, lazy with their finger pointing and their, you know, mm-hmm. all of this outside um, mm-hmm. life is, I'm, a, I'm the victim. And then at some point, life will really stop you. It's unfortunate, but we learn our greatest lessons through trauma and pain. So perhaps mm. we get a disease or perhaps we, I don't think the younger generation is like this, but this is what we grew up in. I grew up mm. in. It's like mm-hmm. I learned 
I learned about money through bottoming out, bottoming, is that a word, bottoming? It is now, baby. (laughs) (laughs) I learned about money by not having money so often in my life, Uh overdrawing on my bank account, not being able to pay my bills, to finally being like, okay, I let go of my need to control this thing, the need Uh to control this situation. And Uh now my... You know, I got booted from my home three years ago. Booted as mm. in, like, spirit was like, you're going to travel the world now, and you're going to share this with others. And mm. since I said yes, my home has been filled. My rent has been paid. I am constantly in awe with the magic all around me. And it's not that I don't still struggle, but the struggle is happening less and less. And mm-hmm. I spend way less time in the victimhood of life. I mean, I am. Bro. I move through it so quickly that I'm like, ha ha ha, that's a funny little trauma. I'm gonna just deal with that and move on. I'm gonna keep moving. Mm-hmm. That's gorgeous. That's how we, we do. That's how we roll, yo. I, we got to come up with a new saying now. The struggle is real. Okay. The struggle is uh, the struggle is optional. <laughs> it's true. The struggle, the struggle is optional. optional. Great. So let's just pause for a moment here on that new amazing quote. We got um, just about five minutes left here. Um, We'll do a little station identification and identify who we're speaking with. I know it just flew by, didn't it? Yeah. So fun. Flew by. (laughs) So fun. So fun. Um, So we are here today speaking with the super duper magical Honeybee Henderson and um, Honeybee, what is the best way for people to contact you if they might want to work with you? Or I want to take, you know, at least a few minutes at the end of our conversation here to talk about how um, people can learn more about your trip and, and what uh, what that trip is. But um, mm. is, is your website honeybeehenderson.com? Is that the best way Correct. for people to reach you? You can reach me there. You can find me on all, on all the socials, um, Honeybee Henderson, my same name. Not Twitter, not totally into that, but Facebook and Instagram. Um, okay. Yeah, send me a line. I'm so curious and open to offer, I don't know, most of the time I just think it's a bunch of blah, blah, but sometimes the blah, blah is the key that people need to open up. So <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. We, we do. We need it all. It's all relevant. And um okay. And uh, so before we go into talking a little bit more about the the trips that you're taking, I understand to India as well as the Middle East and Mexico, I feel like we could mm-hmm. take a whole another hour to talk about that. But I'm also wanting to just identify that um, if anyone yeah. wants to call in, we just have a few minutes left, and I kind of failed oh. here to mention this before, but um, just in case, this is your last chance mm-hmm. and your only chance, really. But if you want to call in, the phone number is... <laughs> Eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight. Once again, call in if you have any questions or comments. You like to talk to Honeybee or me or both of us. Um, the number is <clears throat> again eight 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 six two seven six zero zero eight. And you're listening to a live broadcast, live and unedited, dogs and everything um, on BBS <laughs> Radio. Whoop, whoop. You can also find this live broadcast on iTunes as a podcast as well as iHeartRadio and several other radio programs. So we're kind of uh, ballers. iHeartRadio. How much do I love that? 
How 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 sweet is that? Cute. I like that. So cute. So in our final minutes together, beautiful honeybee, thank you so much for sharing all this wisdom. And um, you can you can you just tell us how yeah how we can travel with you, why and how to travel with you to India. Mexico and the Middle East, your trip's coming up that you're hosting? Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I got a message from my boss, and uh, she wants to, she wanted me to invite people along from, for these journeys. So these are mm. kind of sacred tours, and, and, the, and the title again is A Path to Mother. There's an infinite ways to get there, and this is just one of them. But in my own travels, I have connected more deeply to my inner wisdom, to my intuition, to my inner knowing, to my inner listening, and I'm, we are bringing people along to travel to sacred sites and to really connect mm. deeply into their own divine wisdom. So that's, we're going to start in Jordan at the end of October, and we'll visit sacred sites, and we'll do some, I love prayer, ritual, and devotion, so that's um, the basis, and then we're going to go to India, December the 10th to the 20th, and we'll do more of the same, and really exploring a, a country that has is steeped in Divine Mother, and then in March, uh, we'll shoot over to Mexico and visit some of the cenotes and the pyramids, and um, it just it feels so right for me to be sharing my love of travel and sacred sites. Um, with mother and with whoever feels really called to join. So the invitation's open. Woo, woo! Sign me up. It sounds gorgeous. <laughs> I appreciate so much all that you're sharing. I know that you have to run because you have a swim happening Monday mornings with Ram Das. What? You got it. What? Swimming with Rami D. <laughs> you know, I just want to say real quick, I just watched this 30-minute um film, maybe it's a little longer than 30 minutes, but it's a short film about his life and where he is right now mm. and living on Maui and mm. it's about going home. And it's so tremendous. After I watched it the first time, I just kept playing it over and over on my laptop. I just wanted the energy mm. of that film to just infiltrate mm. my home and my heart. And in the end mm. of the film, they go swimming in the ocean with Ram Dass. And that was my thought. I was like, I want to do that. I'm bringing you with me today then. One thing I want to say, because I I told you earlier that um, in this community, um, there's a woman who I found amazing. She's an elder and she has the title Minister of Fun. And when we swim in the the ocean this morning, at one point we chant mantra. And the mantra is, if it's not fun, don't do it. And if you must do it, make it fun. Yay! <laughs> These are words to live by. That's right. Oh, Everyone's so a minister good. of fun, so let's wake up to that. Woo woo! Let's do that. I feel like we've really done that today so beautifully yeah, and too. joyously Thanks, and deeply and gorgeously. So thank you so much, Miss Honeybee Henderson. You can find her on Facebook and Twitter and at honeybeehenderson.com. A super rad human being, and I'm so grateful to have this time to talk with you and mm. to feel into mm-hmm. the presence of the mother that is here with us all the time in her mm. fullness. Yummy, yummy, yummy. yummy. I love you. I love you so Thank much. You. Love you so okay, much. Okay, talk and, uh, Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
拜。